Welcome to the R&B Podcast. As always, I'm Nate Burleson. I'm Real Mike Rob, man. Let's go, Nate. TD, drop that beat. Never gets old, Nate. So, remix coming soon. Always shout out to Shy Infinite. I feel like I know Shy Infinite. Personally. I know we need to get him in studio. Yeah, right? dog. You know, for the Song dope intro, dope, check man. him out on SoundCloud and Instagram. Welcome to the R&B Show, the show with sports talk, life lessons, music from producer TD. Hey, look, man, it's playoffs. It's conference championship weekend. This is true. We got our game face on, Nate. This is it's true. like sports podcast meets. Welcome to the Terra Dome. Ooh, what's happening? Welcome to the Terra Dome. What's happening? Shout out to Public Enemy. I don't know if y'all saw that dope LeBron commercial. It's fire, bro. Yeah, it is fire. Yeah. So that's that's real. I like that, man. A little Public Enemy shout out, man. Of that's course, what we do. Of course, man. coming up on today's show, the R&B Hotline is back, Mike. The R&B Hotline is back. We got people we got, calling we got in. People calling in. Got we gonna hear from the people. And all of that. Okay, I'm ready to. We got roll, more man. questions from you, the listener. We got guests. Dayon Buchanan. Linebacker, moneybacker from the Arizona Cardinals. Baller. We're excited about that. Dude can play some football, man. And we fan. got championship Sunday preview. It's what we do, man. Hey, look, y'all, make sure y'all keep supporting our YouTube videos, all yes. that good stuff. Keep subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, yes. everything. Review it. Look, man, it's a movement. <sighs> this is going to be a show one day. This R&B thing. Oh, look, first of all, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Nate, I'm sorry. I know we got a script. <laughs> look. Do your thing. People in Charlotte, uh. I got to start this show off by saying I was wrong. Okay. All right. I we said, can get to that, Mike. No, I have to. I told somebody there this weekend that I was going to do this at the top of the show. Okay. All right. Respect. Okay. Respect. 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 You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I said the Seattle Seahawks would beat the H-E double hockey sticks out of you guys. Uh. You guys ended up. Yeah. I, I, I remember somebody that you worked with in Carolina Saying that Carolina's gonna win, um, young, young, articulate black, Nate, black, black man Nate, that you was no, working no, with. Don't let me get into the real. Don't <laughs> let me get into the real. Okay, okay. No, but, hey, let's get okay. to the show. Okay. All right, all right. Hey, so you got that out the way. Yes, yes. Hit us up. Reach out to us. This is the R&B show. TD. Let's get some heat. Oh. This sound like I'm pulling up to the car wash in L.A. Hey. Huh. Oh. This is Honest it. folks. Uh. Boom. Bounce. West coasting. Boom. Always doing the mosting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not brag, but I'm a boasting. I got the heat in the bread. What you call that? Put the toast in. Oh. Ooh, and that beat drop. Spitting real fire. You know them heat rocks. Oh. Old school. Just like massages. the beat box. Spitting bars. <gasps> Don't oh. stop. Can't stop, Ooh. won't stop, like Diddy. Uh. Nate being Mike in every single city. Oh, snap on West Coast to Carolina. Uh. We in front of you, and you behind us. Y'all thought we wrote that. Because nah, I did the behind thing right before he said it. It just, I knew it was happening. What we, we got do, that man. going on, That's man. What we do. You know? Let's right. go, Nate. Let's get into something. What yeah, we got we going got on this, for the day, man? You know I don't read the Good start to the show. You know I don't read the emails. Let's jump right into it. What's up? Let's go with the R&B hotline. I figure we can do that right out the gate. We got three questions. So, um, TD, drop the R&B hotline. Hi, I'm Ashley from D.C. I'm wondering, like the Seahawks this past weekend, what's the atmosphere like inside the locker room after a bad first half? Mm. Hey, I I don't know if I'm just such a – that 80s baby, but the R&B hotline to me is one of the dopest aspects of our yeah. show. Yeah. With the beat behind it, the it's like Girl t- 6. You, you ever were- seen Spy- uh, Spike Lee's Girl 6? <laughs> Teresa Randall? Yeah, come on. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, I like the R&B hotline. So Ashley from D.C., right? I got that right? Shout out to Ashley for calling in. DMV. So I, I was watching the game, and I, yeah. I'm reading the yeah. tweets, and, and I remember somebody I saying. I was tweeting the whole time. What? 
is the coaches, what are the coaches going to tell Seattle in the locker room? And I, I just responded back, you know, he only got 140 characters. So I said, he needs to walk in. First thing he has to say is, if they can score 31 points in one half, we can score 31 points in one half. Now, it's easier said than done, but right out the gate, you got to shock your guys' mental and build them back up because in that locker room, as you know, when you down that much at halftime yeah. in the playoffs, there's a lot of finger pointing. There's a lot of guys questioning the play calling. There's a lot of guys questioning even their own talents. Yeah. So you got to build guys back up right out the gate. Nate, you hit it. You hit it right on. And I was with this organization when we went 7-9 and and got into the playoffs. And we weren't a very good football team. And Nate, halftimes back then were just like that. Mm. It was – me and Marshawn snapping on the offensive line, <laughs> offensive line saying, we ain't getting no chips from you, this, that, and the third. Matt Hasselbeck ain't getting no protection. Tavares Jackson, Labrum, Bruce Torn, the yeah. defense is all over the place. Especially, and it was a lot of that. But I tell you one thing, it changed in 2011 when Tom Cable came. Okay, it changed. And what I know happened in that locker room at halftime was the coaches laughed yeah. and said, all right, guys, this is the adversity we're, uh, we're up against. Yeah. The pedigree started to kick in. The the fact that they had been in this position before has right. started to kick in. Right. The fact that uh, you have a quarterback who has an undeniable belief and will to win. Mm. That's your leader. And then you look at the defensive side of the ball, and literally, I, I trust me, I hung out with more defensive guys than offensive guys. That's a whole other story. Right. But all 11 – oh. All probably 14, when you talk about subs and guys coming in, 14, 15 guys believed about defense. defensively that they were going to go out and win this game. You're, you're, you're a lightweight defensive guy at heart, right? Well, because I really believe in the defensive mentality. If an offensive guy got a defensive mentality, you're unstoppable. Hey, bro, you, you, you feel what I'm saying? you to the choir right now. But I know Tom Cable came in. Right. He looked the offensive line. He said, you guys are getting your mm. kicked. Yeah. Okay. Right. Shape up or get embarrassed. I mean, what? That's facts. Which, but <laughs> hey, but you know what? After the coaching, though, after the coaching, that's when the leaders got to step up. Because I remember moments throughout my career where guys would light up the team, and it, sometimes it was more criticism than it was, you know, positive reinforcement. I remember Dante Culpepper coming in one halftime and. You know, he, he's from Ocala, Florida. So yeah. he, he come and be like, hey, 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 listen, we got to get this together. Hey, y'all better believe that. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do my job. If y'all don't do your job, stay in the locker room. Well, and Nate, you're right because, look, the great ones, they understand. When things are going great, if they were up 31-0 at halftime, they would have walked in and said, all right, look, guys, we ain't that good. Yeah, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. You know what I mean? And that. the great ones also know when you're down 31, all right, guys, we ain't this bad now. Right. And I've watched the tape. I've watched the all-20s. I've watched the coaching tape. Guys getting out of gap. Got, they were mistakes that the, the Seahawks could have fixed. So you look, you, know at, I mean? you look at two sides of the coin. You got Carolina going in, you know, basically riding high, up 31 points. And what the coaches should have said is, like you said, we're not that good. It's not as good as it seems. No. We got some things to fix. Let's go out in the second half and do better, which they almost crumbled because they didn't score any points. And then on the other side of the coin, you got Seattle going to halftime, basically getting your doors blown off, and the coach say, hey, as bad as it looks, it's we not. fix some things, we can get some points on the board and, and have a chance to win the game, and they almost did. And, 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 I tell you, and I tell you one thing. I tell you one thing. I talked to a lot of the players after the game, FaceTime a couple of them. They really believe, Nate, that, oh, dog, if we had one more drive, that game was over. That's fights. Hey, That's championship hey. mindset okay, right there. Okay, cool. Hey, I'm going to say this. Before we go on to question number two, I'm tired of you FaceTiming all these dudes and not getting them on the show, okay? So just, you know what I'm saying, share, share your uh, – Get them on the man. show, Mike. TD. TD chiming in. Chiming in. Chiming in. All right, hey, hey, come on. Let me get, uh, let me get that uh, question number two from the R&B hotline. Yo, this is John from EndzoneBlog.com from Michigan, and I want to know, is Cam Newton the best dual-threat quarterback of all time? Ooh. Ooh, John from Michigan. Hey, shout-out to the to the Mitten. Michigan, I love my people in Michigan. Hey, John, appreciate you calling in. Hey, that's – that's attack that's, this one first. Go ahead. Do your thing. You sure? Look, I'm going to make it real simple for you. Cam Newton is the best dual-threat quarterback our game has ever seen. Ooh. And he has the potential to set the bar so high uh. 
that there might not be a guy come around like that for 20 years. Oh. And I say that but just because you just, just simply physically to be that big, right. that agile, right. and to be able to throw the football right. is damn near impossible to build a guy like You can't even make a guy like that. God said you are going to be a Superman in a football uniform. And I, you, you heard me say it before, in the red zone, yeah, he can make the throws. Look, look, in the red zone, the windows get tighter, so the windows get taller. Mm. And so he can make the high throws in the tight windows in the red zone. He also plays 11-on-11 11 11 football. Mm. He runs quarterback power, and to that extra man you bring in the box is not going to tackle him 6'6", 255 pounds. Mm. And I think if he takes the next step in his development from a mental standpoint as far as seeing the entire field and playing the game, man, not just – playing offense, right? but playing the game. Tom Brady and those guys, they play the game. They, they're Again, they're playing chess. Right. You feel what I'm saying? They understand, hey, I can take this sack because my defense is doing this. Oh, I can take this. So I, oh, I know uh, we're going to um, take the ball at, 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 in overtime because of we're, this, that, and the third. You right. see what I'm saying? Right. They understand the bigger picture, and Cam has to graduate to that. Mm-hmm. He's the MVP this year. He's been the most – exciting and best player in the league this year. And to answer the caller's question, he might already be the best dual threat quarterback in history. Ooh. But he will be, definitely will be when it's all said and done, barring injuries. Ooh. Man, you hit it on the head. I can't really follow up with much. I mean, I played the that. position. I've, I've been there, bro. I know I, what it feels like to drop back and you can outrun anybody on the field. <laughs> you should be able to outrun anybody Come on, on the dog. Field. Come on, dog. I'm not. Why you Check think my I'm tape. I, Check I'm my not tape. attacking you. I was asking. Any lines out there? I didn't Staters. know. Let me jump in on this. The linebacker of the Bengals, AJ Hawk, jumped on Damshek's show and said Mike Robb was the toughest quarterback he had to bring down. I'm just saying, bro. Okay, I, I don't in his, in his career. I'm just saying, nasty. I, I, listen, it wouldn't be this brother relationship if occasionally no, I no, no, some no, crap, no. Okay, I, you know. People don't necessarily always remember, but I always got to. I got to remind them sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, honestly, that, and that's why it it, it 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 irks me, Nate, yeah. to hear guys that aren't mobile uh. try to talk about and, and guys and downplay guys that are. Yeah. You've never once dropped back and been able to just say, you know what, I can score really right here if I want to. Mm. You dictate coverage. You know why? Because they can't play man. If they do, I drop back in my last step and I'm out of here. <laughs> what are you doing? That's facts. That's facts. That's, when the Seahawks struggled this weekend, what started happening was they started playing some 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 a uh, little bit, man. Yeah. Russell hit his last step and started going, yeah. eating up uh, yardage. Next thing you know, when the ball snapped, them linebackers are frozen. Yeah. That's facts. And nah. then the passing lanes open up behind you. I ain't mean to be that long on that answer, bro. No, but no, I've been waiting no. for somebody that to ask me that one. Football information. I've been waiting for somebody People to ask me that one. People need to hear that. For me, what do you account for? 45 touchdowns this year, something was, like that, right? It was ridiculous, It was bro. ridiculous amount. So, for me, I, I, I'm going to say yes, echoing everything you said, but more importantly, his ceiling. I can't even see it. I don't know what his ceiling is. This year, his growth was tremendous. And we're not talking about athletically. I mean, he's going to continue to get bigger, faster, stronger. He hasn't even hit 30 yet, okay? So I'm talking about his ability to drop back and be just a traditional passer. He put himself in the conversation with Carson Palmer, surpassed Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning is old right now. Conversation with Brady. Now we're talking about Cam as a thrower, not just an athletic guy that happens to be playing quarterback. So for me, yes, the answer is by far the best dual threat at the quarterback position in the league right I mean, now. And, and we By had, far. We've had Michael Vick. We've had – We've had Randall Cunningham. You remember Randall what Cunningham, Cunningham used to do? Baller. That was my favorite player. And let's put it out there. Russell Wilson, if he was in a system where they allowed him to do what he wanted to do, he could probably be that. He's no, extremely fast and extremely athletic. Russell's up there. I take but Cam away. just takes it to a whole nother I take a little level. bit away from Russell just because – and this is never going to change. And I know my Seahawks fans are going to get upset with me. Russell may even be upset with me, right? But his red zone issues will continue to happen. Right. Um, unless they could, unless they start feeding the ball to a guy like Jimmy Graham on the right. outside. Right. Why? Because he's short. Right. And he will never be able to get over that. In the red zone. But I'm e- not saying he can't still do but his even thing. even with that said, though, Mike, I feel like they got to – Loosen the leash a little bit. I feel like when they're talking to Cam, hey, here's the play call. But Cam, 
do what you do. Because when Cam starts sniffing that red zone, he's doing whatever he needs to do to get in there. I got to call, you. I gotta call you on that one. I got to call what you. What you mean? If they give Russell a little bit more flexibility to run the ball in the no, 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 red no, no. zone, you don't think he'd have more success? I'm going to call you on that one just because, and I got to say this without messing up my relationship and putting information out there. Right. That's how it is. Okay. And I know this for a fact. <laughs> you okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. That I, I know for a fact that the thought has changed in Seattle from everything going through beast mode to now. <laughs> Number three, that's your show. I feel like he just needs to run the ball more. I'm, now, that I may know, be I know you got to protect. I'm not, that's what that I'm may be on him. That's what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying? But He has to pull as, the trigger. As far as opening the offense up, I do know this for a fact. Yeah, no, I got you on that. No, he I, has all the oh, tools yeah. to his. I got you. I'm talking about him I'm pulling saying. the trigger and running like Cam because he's athletic and he can outrun majority of guys he plays. And look, against. shout out and shout out to the Panthers organization, right, for being patient with Cam. Oh yeah, because good point. When Cam first got into the National Football League, he wasn't ready to be a franchise quarterback. It's true. His potential was there, yeah. but he wasn't ready. And they were they they. they, they and he came in where quarterbacks are different now. It yeah. used to be they used to wait three or four yeah. years, and then they were ready. They threw him in the flames. They threw him in the flames, and we've seen him mature. He's got the and big they, contract. They helped cultivate that talent. He helped cultivate the talent, the city, everything about he, Cam Newton, he's, he's become a better speaker. MVP, he, he's man. growing just tremendously, did you, did you, <laughs> No, I'm just saying. just say he became a better speaker? <laughs> no. It's not a shot at it's not Come a on, shot Nate. at Cam. Come it's, on, Nate. Nah, it's no drink the Kool-Aid, man. Bro, like, Come on, Nate. Listen to what I'm saying, Mike. Let me talk before you go off the edge. When you're a rookie, you don't know how to address the camera. Like you don't know what the, the fans need to hear. Like sometimes you're brutally honest when you don't need to be. Oh, okay. I thought you, know you was talking about how well. Nah, I ain't saying nothing about him being articulate. I mean, he, he was always intelligent, even when he's in college. That's true. But and I, he got at, his, he's to your point, like being the franchise guy, now he understands like when I get in front of his podium. I'm going to talk to these people. You know what I mean? I'm going to be entertaining and engaging. Like, he has embraced the media side of it. I'm saying he became a better speaker and understanding the landscape of what media brings to his brand. Absolutely. That's what I mean. Absolutely. Let's go on to the next question. Let's go to the next question. What we got, man? R&B Hotline. Hi, my name is Maya. I'm calling from L.A. And my question for you is um, both of you guys have played in championship games. Is there a different type of preparation for you and your teammates before that game? Good question. Good question. Maya Real from L.A. I'll, I'll tackle this one first. Go ahead, Nate. Uh, there's, there's a different preparation, but there isn't a different approach. So, mm, what does that mean? That means Ta- talk every, to me, bro. That means Learn every me single game, and I don't care if it's preseason, I'm looking at it like it's the last game of my life. And I would say that to my guys. When I'm giving my pregame speech, I would say, if the world ended, right, and years from now the new – generation came on and, and found copies of old football games and, and they put it in and they watched this game, how would they rate your effort, right? That's how you should think about it. If this was my last game, as we know, it could end like that, Mike. I mean, you can get a neck injury, leg injury. Anything can happen. You can get in a car accident, which I know, out, outside of the yeah. football field. So I would always think, like, if this was my last game, how would I want this to be seen, right, and judged? So, for me, if it was preseason, regular season, postseason, I approach it the same. Now, preparation is different, though, because you spend so much more time locked into the moment when preparing for your, your guys, when preparing for who you're going to face, the team. You're understanding the weather conditions. You're understanding who's injured, who's not. You're understanding your body. Coaches, they might be a little more tight. So They're definitely going to be. So, so, their preparation spills over on you. So, for me – Preparation is way different. It's a whole nother level. Approach is still the same. And and honestly, before 2010, I would agree with everything you just said. But when I first went to the playoffs in 2010, it changed for me. Nate, I ain't going to be lying. I ain't going to even be uh, lie to you. Uh-huh. We played in the, that Saints in that wild card game, and the tension was so thick. It's like you could cut the air. Every yard. Tension in, in the game. Yeah, in the game. Like, gotcha. everything meant something. It was just – I was like, whoa, this is not a regular season game. Yeah. But I was so locked in, as you said, my prep was there so much. After the game and we won, I had to ask myself, why don't I prepare for regular season games like this? Oh. Oh. What's the difference? You had to check yourself a little bit. And I had, I had a reality check. I had to check myself, Nate. Mm. And so – 
from 2010 on, the back half of my career is when I had the most success also, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl, all of that. And it was because from that moment, I remember sitting in front of my locker after Beast Quake, you know, we pumped up, this, that, and that. I'm sitting in front of my locker and sitting Century Link, and I'm like, I need to be ready like this every time, bro. Mm. Mm. And so I changed my preparation. Uh. I really bought into that that mentality that every week is a championship so you know what my practice had to change Mm. i started practicing better Mm. because i had to get myself ready for a championship opportunity and you know nate we don't know it we don't know that this little stick route and i got the outside fly we don't know that the quarterback gonna hold it and throw that so you better be never get it you better be running you better be ready for your opportunity and i took that same mentality bro and talking about getting ready for championships, took it to the regular season, and this is on some real stuff. I took it to life. Uh, talk to me. Took it to life, bro. Talk to me. I started preparing for life situations, preparing for interviews, preparing for PowerPoint presentations, preparing for speeches that I have around the country, just like I prepared to play Ray Lewis in Baltimore. Fatherhood, being a husband, being, being all a of that. Son, it, it a just friend, said, a brother, all that. An employee, Mike. We getting deep. We getting deep, but getting that's deep, real though. Bro. So when I go talk to kids, this is what I tell them. I said, "Listen, everybody wants to be great. They all raise their hand." I said, "Well, greatness isn't a dimmer. You can't dim it when you want. You can't have it as bright as you want it, and then when it's time for you to do your math or go clean up your room yeah, you or, or listen to your parents or your teachers, you dim it down because oh, I'm not that good at history. I just I don't like it." Nah, when you look at the greats in this game, you look at Jordan and their approach. LeBron and now Steph Curry, these young guys. Um, Russell Wilson, his Everything he does. It's a switch, bro. Crazy. So I tell him, turn the switch on. You shouldn't have a dimmer in your life because you can't walk into the playoffs and say, let me flip this on. All of a sudden, you're going to be a different dude? Not. Nah, like to your point, to your learning lesson, you got to keep that switch on all the time. And sometimes that rubs people the wrong way because you always turned on. But I don't care if I'm always turned on because I'm always ready to walk through the door of opportunity when it comes. You know who's like that? Earl Thomas. And he plays like that. Earl's, Earl is like that so much that people think he's weird sometimes. But I love Earl, and I get Earl. Earl is always in the moment. He came out here to do some interviews on Total Access or whatever. He had his iPad watching film off uh-huh. season. Uh-huh. Like, the month after the season was over. Like, like oh, Earl, no, nah, man, I'm still learning. This is it. It's yeah. all I got to do right now. Man. Bucky so, Brooks is still mad. At, uh, Earl Thomas is still mad at Bucky Brooks because he didn't have him as high on his draft board to this day. Wow. Yeah, and Earl ain't going to forget it. He He's not. Forget. He will not forget so Bucky, it. Bucky, and it was like, yeah, you, you had me on your list kind of kind of too low. He's still mad about that. That's, I can appreciate I knew that. I knew Earl was the real deal when Pete came straight in the league, his first pick, well, not first pick, but in the first round, yeah. he gets Earl. Yeah. Under, and Taylor Mays. Undersized safety. When Taylor Mays played was out him. there. And pa- Taylor Mays played and for Taylor him. Taylor Mays played for him just a few months earlier. And he's from Seattle. And he's from Seattle. So everybody thought that was automatic pick. I know Taylor, but I feel you. Though. I know exactly what you're saying on that. All right, man, that's what's up, man. Hey, once again, we appreciate the callers calling in. We need more of that, as many people to call in. We just need to do a show questions. of straight questions from callers and hey, from Twitter, man, bro. We need, to, we need to make this a movie. That's what we need. Hey, Bad Boys 4 coming out because they already got Bad Boys 3. <laughs> Bad Boys 4 with me and, we and Mike. So you already Mike. You Mike Lowry? Yeah, I'm Mike Lowry. I'm Marcus Burnett. All right, that's how we're going to do cool. it. That's cool. All right, yeah, we could do that. All right, cool. I'll be the smooth one. <laughs> Now, actually, we might have switched that up. I'm the smooth one. You the loud one. All right. Hey, here we go, though. Another guest. Another playmate. Hot, man. We always get guests, bro. We got Deion Buchanan. We're speaking to him about the Cardinals, speaking to him about the playoffs, speaking to him about him changing the game. Right. Changing the position. So, check this out. Joining us now is the young, talented, safety, slash linebacker. Baller. Slash moneybacker. Baller. Whatever position you want him to play, he's going to play, and he's going to excel at that. Making the tackle, covering people. Leading tackler of the Arizona Cardinals, Mr. Deon Buchanan. Woo! Deon, welcome to the R&B podcast. (laughs) Hey, what's going on? How y'all feeling, man? Oh, man, we turned up over here, man. Good to see you, dawg. Look, before we get started, I'm a big fan, man. Again, like I said before, off camera, man. Play fullback, it take a lot of heart to play in that box, man. Great job, great season, bro. 
Hey, man, that means a lot, especially coming from uh, both of y'all, man. Y'all yeah. got a big-time resume in this league. I appreciate that, man. All right, now before we look forward, we got to look behind and talk about that game against the Packers. Uh, first of all, what were you thinking when you saw Aaron Rodgers let that Hail Mary go in the, at the end of the game? Man, honestly, I was really thinking just anything possible, you know, just because uh, he already, <laughs> man, he already done did it before in the Lions game. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's a, um, his play speaks for himself. You know, yeah. he's a phenomenal player. And uh, honestly, you know, we, we still had our foots on the gas. But, you know, when he threw that ball up, uh, you see me, I was running. I was, I was going blitz him, you know, yeah. just to create yeah. some, pressure, some pressure on him. But he already got the ball out because he has a quick release. And, uh, you know, he ended up being a touchdown. Dayon, uh, do, do you think that maybe you guys should have been more of a prevent defense as opposed to attacking, even though I like the style, trust me. I like right. the, attacking, the attacking defense, but sometimes you got to play the situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, honestly, you know, it was, it, was a good, I mean, it was a good call by Coach Best because, mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, when you give a player like that time enough to, you know, to make plays, he's still going to be able to make them. I feel right. like the best, the best thing was to do is to create pressure for him and to get in his face and, and hopefully, you know, get a sack out of it. You know, uh, like I said, he made a phenomenal play and uh, 83, you know, he went up and he got that ball. Yeah, man. Now, I, I started off by talking about being playing linebacker and, and having all the heart to be in the box. How do you feel knowing that teams kind of target you a little bit? Because, you know, I, we watch film, too. We know people, yeah. you know, get that, that, that little inside zone and Not, try to get at you. Keep it real. They game planning for you. They game planning for you. How do you feel about being targeted like that in the run game? Man, honestly, I mean, I just, I just love, uh, I love being a physical guy. You know, that's, I just, I feel like that's what I bring to the, to the table. You know, as far as a player is, just being, being the downhill physical player, and uh, I, I take pride in, and hopefully, you know, being one of those playmakers that you know people are gonna have the game plan because that's, that's always been my dream. You know, this is what uh, God had blessed me to do to come out here and, and play football, and uh, I'm thankful that it's for the Cardinals. And uh, you know, honestly, I just want to continue to, uh, to shoot have the backs of my teammates and, and continue to play down here and continue to be the player that I can be. Man, now talk about your switch to linebacker, man. You play defensive back, well, what y'all call it the money backer. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you kind of created your own position? So you're saying he's a real-life creative player. Yeah, yeah, real-life creative, <laughs> like like Madden guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it, had started, it had started with Coach Bowles over with the Jets. Uh, he's over with the Jets now. Um, he, had, he had threw me in the box. It was kind of like an experimental kind of thing. And uh, he, he liked me being there, you know, uh, when I was a rookie, you know, and I, that's where I played a lot uh, during my rookie season. And then Coach Betts, you know, he, he kind of embraced the role and uh, allowed me to do a lot of different other things going uh, outside, you know, going outside the box, being able to go out and cover. You know, uh, sometimes I'm in I'm in a nickel spot uh -huh. at times. Um, and um, it just depends on what formation is, being able to spy on quarterbacks like Russell Wilson you're showing yeah. now. And, and Cam, I mean, uh, you know, just faster, faster guys, you know, so – I'm just, I don't know, I'm blessed that they, they made a place for me because I'm kind of like, when I came in, I was kind of like that tweener, you know, do yeah. we want to put, you know what I'm saying, exactly, you know, put more put more uh, weight on them and, and make them into a linebacker or, you know, or just have them strictly as a defensive back. And I'm just thankful that here in Arizona Cardinals that they allowed me to do, have the best, best of both worlds. Which one would you prefer? Would you prefer safety or, or, or linebacker? I, I love being around the ball, you know. Oh, so, you like I mean, you like getting yeah. dirty in that box. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know? so I, now I got a question about that because I remember at the beginning of the season, everybody was talking about you being undersized and how teams are going to game plan for you and you're not going to be as effective. One, the question is, do you hear that when people were saying those things? And is that motivation? Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely heard it. I mean, it's kind of hard not to, you know. You try to stay away from, you know, ESPN and all of me, but it's hard to do that, you yeah. know. I, I heard it, and you know, it definitely fuels my fire, you know, because uh, the one thing I hate when people say I can't do something, uh. you know, and uh, you know, just you know, it, it definitely fueled it for me, and uh, you know, so each and every game, you know, I just I go in with a chip on my chip on my shoulder, yeah. and uh, just go out there and you know, just just ball for my teammates at the end of the day, and just. Uh, and just glorify God's name, God's that's, name through my prayer. Yeah, that's what's up. Amen to that. Now, uh, the DBs still claim you as one of their own. And the leader of that group is Patrick Peterson, and he's had a tremendous year. And when I played with the Minnesota Vikings, you know, I had a, a mentor in Randy Moss, arguably one of the best receivers of all time. So I used to follow him and, and mimic him, and what he said was golden to me. You know what I'm saying? I shut my mouth, opened my eyes, and opened my ears to him. Um, what has Patrick Peterson taught you, and how has he influenced your game? Right, yeah, uh, man, huge. Just like you said, when he talks, it's, it's, it's all ears. You know, uh, 
he 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 understands his game on such a such an advanced level that it's crazy. Oh. But um, he was actually the one that told me that I was gonna make this transition into the box. Really? You know? So he was the yeah he was the one he was the first one he was the one to tell me he was you know straight on and he's the one that instilled the confidence you know uh, within me letting me know you know what I need to do you wow. know just that's leadership me, bro. yeah you that's know leadership. It, it, for, yeah from the beginning from the uh, the straight beginning. Uh, he let me know. He's a, and he had faith in me. And you know, when you got a guy that has a resume like his in the league, and he comes up to you and he tells you that we need you at this spot, and we need you, and I know he can do it. You know, it, it honestly just you know, you know, it, it inspired me. You know, wow. and it, and it, yeah, it really That's helped awesome. me out. You know? Now, uh, there's another guy on this defense, um, uh, uh, Ty- Tyron Matthew, who yeah. kind of you know people say he kind of invented his own position too. I mean, he's yeah. in the slot. He's at yeah. safety. He can cover like a everywhere. corner. He hits. He's everywhere, right? Um, talk about how the team felt and what you guys went through as an adjustment with losing a guy that's so important to your defense. Right. Yeah. I mean, no one man can can replace can replace Ty. You know, like a, like you say, he does. He does everything. He he uh, he provides you know a, a leadership factor as well. You know, so I mean, it wasn't about replacing him because you can't uh-huh. do that it's impossible you yeah. know it was just being as a team and just understand that we got to do our jobs that much better you know we got to yeah. all just be in line and you know the next man up you know uh you know Gerard Powers you know JP he he has a resume in this league as well yeah. you know playing nickelback playing starting that corner so you know um he's, he's a baller as well and but like I said nobody can replace Nobody can replace Ty, you know, just because of the type of player he is and the type of person he is. Now, we uh, we spoke about Aaron Rodgers' greatness earlier. And coming up this weekend, you guys are facing another young, great quarterback in Cam Newton. I don't want you to give away your game plan, but take us into, into the film room on how you prepare for a guy like Cam Newton. Yeah, right. I mean, um, he could do everything, you know, if we're just going to be honest. You know, he can run the ball. He's a, he's a threat with his legs. He's threat. He can, make all the, he can make all the throws, and he also has the weapons to do it. And he understands his offense, you know. And mm-hmm. But honestly, I feel like you just got to be disciplined with him. Oh. You know, you, you, uh, I feel like you got to be aggressive, but it's kind of like a aggressive discipline. You know, you can't do too much. You know, once you get out your, once you get out your job is when he capitalizes on it, you know, because yep. yep. he's, re- yeah, you know, that's how I feel. You know, when he's, he's reading, everything is, is based off him. He's reason, he reading off what you're doing, reading off what your mistakes is. So, I mean, um, I feel like if we're all, we play the type of defense we can play, we're going to match up real well. So, you know, it's kind of crazy because you look at this matchup and then you, you look at Dayon and what he's good at, Mike, right? And yeah. So, Dayon, I'm going to ask you, is it almost uh, your talents is is a, a well fit matchup for a guy like Cam Newton? Like you created your own position, money backer, being lean, tall, fast, powerful, all the things that you do well is almost like the perfect matchup for Cam. But Cam six six two fifty five, dog. I'm just saying, bro. But I'm just saying, like, do you <laughs> feel like dude, going into man. the game, like you know, I'm going to be a big part of the success of this defense because what I do well could almost, you know, nullify what Cam does well. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I go into the game hoping I can be a big part of the defense no matter who we're playing. So, yeah. you know, like the, the coaches, they do a, a great a great job of game plan. Whether it's going to be me, you know, having a big part in maybe spying Cam Newton, we, we haven't got to that yet. But, you know, I just I just want to be wherever they tell me to be, you know, and right. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. But at the same time, like you said, like I feel like it's a, it's a tremendous opportunity just, just based off, you know, it's the NFC Championship, you know, the – it's two fantastic teams, you know, and uh, not taking any way from, anything away from them. You know, we're just going to go out there and we're going to continue to, you know, put our, our best players on their best players. We're going to throw that ball out there and we're going to see what happens. That's what's, That's what's up, dog. So I'm going to switch it a little bit and talk about Bruce Arians, man. Uh, talk about playing for him, man. I mean, he, he seems like the most fun uh, – like, the most fun fun coach in the, in the National Football League. I he mean, got a he, serious side to Yeah, him. he even sounds like he black. Like he sound like one of us. I'm just being honest. Why, what you laughing for, Nate? He do, man. He sound like he a brother, man. Like just talk talk about how he relates to you guys, man, yeah. because he seemed like he's a real cool dude, man. Yeah, oh uh, no, nah, he does. You know, uh, in, in every aspect, man. I love Coach B.A. You know, uh, he's a he's a real life players coach. You know, he understands and he understands where you, where you come from. You know, uh-huh. um, he understands everybody's background. You know, yeah. he can relate with everybody, that's you know, and that's, that's, yeah, you know, and that's, that's a big thing, you know, and, and when you got a coach like that, that just allows you and wants you, you want to play that much harder because, you know, it means a lot to him, and at the end of the day, he's not going to sit back and be like, oh, this is all me. He's going to point it back to his players, and he's going to be like, no, you know, I just, this is, this is my players, you know, and uh, I feel like 
that's just a big thing with him. He, he, he when you when you talk to him, it's not like you're talking to a coach. You know, it's like you're talking to, you know, when you when you're friends. Yeah. You know, when you, when you're homies. You know, so yeah, when when you got a coach like that, it makes it makes it makes waking up, you know, doing what you love even easier. That's um, dope, man. He's authentic, man. Yeah, That's what I like saying. about B.A. Now, now, Dion, when I was young, and y'all got drafted in 03, y'all know you might have been elementary back then. But, uh, <laughs> oh, Nate, you ain't that old, man. <laughs> I'm an OG. <laughs> but there, there was two times in my career where I starstruck, and this is the truth. Uh, when I first saw Randy Moss for the first time, because I was a huge fan, and then when I lined up against Deion Sanders. Um, those are the two times in my career where I starstruck. Have you, have you had those moments yet, playing against somebody or even guys in your locker room? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say starstruck, but I would say um, you know how you always game plan. You go into the game, you want to know if they were the real deal. And uh, Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson was definitely that was that was when I when we lined up against him. That was one of the guys where it's like, yeah, this man is everything everybody been talking about. Yeah, you know, that like, was a grown man yeah, back then, dog. Uh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. He, his vision is crazy, man. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Now, um, this is the R&B show, so um, we love to talk about music. So I want to know, what uh, is Dayon listening to pregame? And what is your, your casual playlist? And then third, who's the best rapper alive? <laughs> Those are good questions, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good we're putting questions. you on the spot, bro. Man, uh, shoot. Pregame, I mean – I. I, I like J. Cole, you know, I feel okay. like J. Cole, it, it's just like, it's not, he got some stuff where he going, you know, and sometimes where it's just like, all right, I'm just mellow, I'm going to chill out, you know what I'm right. saying, I'm Calm not getting too high, I'm not getting too low, yes. exactly, you know, and uh, best rapper alive, I mean, I feel like the best in the game right now is is, is Drake, you know. Yeah, uh, got to. He got to, yeah, you got to give Drake his props. Yeah, you got to, yeah, I got to give Drake, give it to Drake, you know, uh, shoot, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go with Drake. That's yeah. what's, uh, well, well, since yeah. we're on the lines of, of talent and being the best in the game, uh, what's something that people don't know about Dayon? Is there some hidden talents that you got? I feel like every yeah. football player got something that he'd rather be doing, right? <laughs> so <laughs> there's something that you're nice at that most people don't know. Right. Uh, uh, I probably wouldn't rather be doing it, but uh, I played I play golf in high school, so, I mean, I got oh, a little word. golf in me. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's not, not a lot of people know that, but I'm – Hold Shoot, up. So, like so, so yeah. speaking of golf, Patrick Peterson. Yeah, he, he on what the I hear is the truth. He's so on the have, you, have you guys yeah. golf together? <laughs> he's real deal. Yeah, I've golfed with him uh, quite a few times. Yeah, now nah, he's Patrick Peterson's the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in he's your hips, deal. bro. It's all in your hips, bro. I'm telling <laughs> you, man. It's in your hips. That's what's up, man. Hey, well, listen, man. We appreciate you joining us. Um, I'm gonna be in Charlotte at the game. I'm going to have my kids out there. So I'm going to yell your name, dog. I'm going to be a fan. Hey, look, like man, they, no, they be no. trying to use this, man, to I get his, to say, get his don't kids. Big, hey, don't big time me, dog. I'll snatch my suit Hey, off look, it, man, stay in your zone, bro. Stay in your zone, no, no, dog. No. <laughs> <laughs> you run past me, I'm going to trip you uh, on the way to hey, the field. Hey, I'm going to say what's up for sure. <laughs> That's I what's up, man. TD, you got a beat, bro? Yeah, give us an outro beat, man. They own my freestyle a little bit. Oh. Hey, you have a good one, man. Good luck this weekend. Hey, good luck, oh, bro. Too. I appreciate y'all, man. All right, bro, bro. Appreciate Dayon for joining us. Mm-hmm. Dude is a baller, man. 100%. So, like, dude dude is, like, he invented a position. In the NFL, much, 2016. In the, in the NFL, and invented. he's undersized, man. So, um, as we head out of here, we're going to break down these games, conference championship games. Oh, yeah, championship Sunday. That's what we do. AT, let's get a beat before we do that. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Yeah. That's hot. That's hot. That is a fabulous beat, bro. Like Fab. Hey. Send this to Fab. Bro. Listen, I bet I Fab. Know, I know TD. I know TD's type. You always get a beat that grab you right out the gate, right? But there's always a subtle drop. Yeah. Sometimes it come in hard. Like that one got that. Like, he loves that stuff. That's him. That's hot. That's his lane. That's hot right hey, T, there. I could appreciate that, man. That's let's talk up. about these, these these matchups. Hey, let's talk hey. about these matchups. Let's What's start uh, I'm not, hey, look, in the AFC. Let's I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to pick a winner right now. That's cool. I don't, I don't want to. So, you. all y'all people out there on Twitter, don't get at me for not well, picking listen, a winner. You right. breaking down the game is just as good as picking a winner because exactly. people want to But I'm going to break it down. So, break let's talk down. about the Patriots. Versus the Broncos. Let me reemphasize versus the Broncos in Denver. Yeah. And Brady, and Brady what is he? You know, he didn't have a great record in Denver. 
Um, but it is still his Tom Brady. And they had Julian. Hold on, hold on. Uh, say that again. It's still Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Julian Edelman being back has totally changed the game. They're they're ten and zero with Julian this year. Like, totally changed. Just the throwing game. it out there. And they average just under hundred yards with Julian on the field, rushing. Like he 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 affects the game in so many different so ways. So many different ways. But I look at I'm gonna look at the Broncos here and say that if they can't run the football Sunday, they may lose by a lot of like thirty points, bro. Mm. Because the reason they won the game the first time was because they ran the football. Facts. Brock Osweiler was your quarterback. Facts. Brock Osweiler has a totally different skill set than Peyton Manning. Facts. Peyton Manning did look a little bit more fresh in this last game. He looked he better. Did. He did. But any, I challenge any football person to look at the film okay. and see his throws <laughs> and tell me if you think that's a strong arm for the playoffs. I don't think anybody would challenge you on that, but they might challenge you and say it does need to be strong when you are accurate. And he was. There were some drop balls, about it eight was. drop balls in the game. It was. And he was hitting guys in the hands. It it, 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 it was. And the, a couple passes that he missed, remember he missed one deep, he overthrew somebody. So, for me, that was kind of reassuring that he wasn't underthrowing individuals. But the, the, one, thing, the one thing I'm concerned just, about Peyton Manning is that um, because of his age and the injuries he's had to deal with over the last couple of years, is that he telegraphs his throws, which early in the season he was already making his mind up, staring down guys and trying to get the ball out early because he knew his arm strength wasn't there. He couldn't wait that extra split second and laser it in. Yeah, yeah. Because of that, teams were identifying where he was going, his targets, and, and jumping the gun and picking balls off. So, he did a great job because he didn't turn the ball over. That was the ultimate concern, right? Um, is Peyton going to come in and turn the ball over? I, so I think the two things that they they I can't just don't do, buy Peyton. I just don't believe him. Two things they can't afford to do, Mike, is have a, a, a lack of production in the running game and turn the ball over. And, and, That's and, a recipe and, for disaster. And, and again, for Bill Denver. Belichick knows that they can't have a run game. So who do you? And you Bill know, Belichick knows that he can yeah. challenge Peyton's arm. Who, who the Broncos played this past week? The Broncos, they I, they beat so uh, many games, so many games. Steelers, Steelers. that yeah, they Steelers. Steelers, dude. You cannot keep giving these receivers of the Denver Broncos free access. When I say free access, people, I mean playing off him like ten yards. Right. Peyton is gonna just do a speed out, and they got eight, they got nine, he and he can, can throw those all day. He can. And you know what New England's gonna do? They gonna load the box for the run. They gonna put hands on the receivers. They gonna put hands on the receivers and make Peyton do his normal. Huh, huh, huh. You know that when he doing this, when he keep hopping up in the air, looking like he's on hot potatoes or something. They gonna make him do that. You know what I'm saying? Doing right. that all the time. Right. And he's gonna either get sacked or he's gonna throw interceptions. You need your quarterback to go out there and make plays, man. And then not to mention, you got Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, and Belichick, who's arguably one of the best. And they'll beat you any way you want. So I'm going to give my pick just because, you know, I don't really care about giving picks. And I've been, you know, pretty good this year. Uh, I got the Patriots winning this. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't It's going to be fairly close, but then they'll extend the lead in the fourth quarter. So I got the Patriots I don't winning this by 10. Yet. I don't want to pick it yet, but – Let's right. just say I think the Broncos got some injury. I mean, got, got got some issues. And I look at their running backs. You take away that that long run by C.J. Anderson, they got what thirty carries for like seventy something yards. That's facts. Like you can't All right. do that. Hey, let's move on. So the Cardinals versus the Panthers in Carolina. This is one of the more exciting games of the weekend out of the two. You know, I, I feel like the first game could be like you know a cloud of dust game. It's just one of those battles. This one could be very explosive. You got the Arizona Cardinals who, like I've been saying all year, just like an open bar, they're taking shots, shots, shots all day long. All day long. Even if you know they're going to take shots downfield, they're still going to take shots downfield. And then they got the running back, David Johnson, who is a young monster. Uh, And then defensively, we we just talked with Deion Buchanan. Uh, You got Patrick Peterson, Clayus Campbell. They got some workhorses defensively. So if there's a team that's built to go out and shock one of the best teams this year, which is the Carolina Panthers, 
it's the Arizona Cardinals. You're right. You're right, Nate. You t- they take shots. And I'm going I'm to I'm 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 talk about this on game day morning first. I'm going to do some XOs and show people exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Um, but the Carolina, Pan- the Carolina Panthers are an explosive team, the number one scoring offense. But something has worried me the last few weeks of the season and into the playoffs. And that's really been the play of the safeties. Mm. And they have the, the safeties – Roman Harper and specifically Kurt Kurt Coleman have an issue, have a real issue of transitioning from coming down in the box or coming down to a receiver and the receiver's coming at them and now they got to flip the coverage. turn and get in the coverage. And, they ha- and, 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 and you, as you know, Nate, when you're running deep, those deep nine-step play action, real deep yeah. sales dropbacks, the receiver running his route on the safety. You got to be able to flip them hips and <laughs> yeah, get going. and get going. Especially with the speed there's on the Cardinals. And guy. they have way more speed than uh, at the wide receiver position than the, the Seattle Seahawks did. And Cortland Finnegan had his hands full in that second half with uh, Tyler Lockett. With Tyler Lockett. I mean – slot I, The slot in general. So, I, I'm just saying I feel like the, the matchup, there's a slight advantage offensively with Arizona because – if you're taking shots downfield, like you said, if, if they have that ability to take them deep seven, nine-step drops and Carson Palmer turns around and he got a crosser on one side, he got a go-round on the other, and he got the backside dig, do they have the speed to keep up with these receivers? No, and that's why I don't and think – And then, I, I not to mention, they can hand it off to David who can – he can rattle off a beast mode uh, type run any time in the game. That's why I don't think they'll play a lot of man. Another another big issue I'm going to be looking at is the D tackles of, of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Kawan Short, uh, Star Latulale, and uh, I forget the other guy's name. Excuse me, um, my dog. I forget your name. Keeley. Yeah. Um, uh, can they defeat these double teams – of the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona, Bruce Arians' offense is run game basically is double teams, put the you take the D tackles and you put them into the laps of the linebackers. Right. Mike Ayupati and those guys up front have been a have been masterful at that yeah, this year. Yeah, 100%. Right? 100%. The best players on this Carolina Panthers defense are their linebackers. Uh. Okay? I want to see that game. Will they be able to get on the next level? Will uh, Luke Keekley and Tommy Davis be able to bludgeon these guys up off of them? That's a matchup right yeah. there. And that's something that's not a sexy matchup. That's not something that's going to be diagrammed on TV or nothing. Right. That's something but it's that something as a football, football player you're going to watch. I'm going to be watching. That's something I'm going to be watching. To me, right there, that's where the game is going to be won. Because game. you know what? If they can't block those D tackles, Carson Palmer is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league with a dirty pocket. What do we say all the time? The game is won and lost in the trenches. At the line of scrimmage, bro. So that, that's that's awesome. So I'm gonna give my pick. I got I got the Cardinals upsetting the Panthers. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. So uh, I got the I got the two road teams. And also check this out. Am I bad, man? I got another point about this game. Okay. What's up? We just had them on. Yeah. They on uh um. They on X Factor Buchanan. Buchanan. X First of all, he's, he's gonna be great in coverage. But I tell you he's one thing. Be a tremendous spy for Cam. Uh, I tell you one thing, though, Kenny, and, and I know he know what I'm talking about. He's seen it on film. Oh, he's watching it today. Can he keep up with that quarterback power that's going to be run? Because truly, y'all don't have an extra defender now. Right. Which means you're going to have a big lineman pulling for you. Right. Okay. And then you got a 260-pound quarterback yeah. running behind him. But one thing about Dayon that I've noticed when watching film is he is very slick in getting off blocks. He sheds blocks very well because of his speed. He sees the approach. He sees the footwork of the pulling linemen, even uh, fullbacks, and he can shed slightly and speed into where he wants to go. So we'll see. It's going to be a great matchup hey, to watch. let me tell you something. And that briar patch right there, and, and, I, and right. I know that this and part. That, and that briar patch? Yeah, that's what we call You're it. You're so country. And that briar patch, really, it's a little <laughs> different than being outside them numbers. Okay, you feel what right. I'm saying? I, I'm and that briar patch, briar patch, we call this, it's no fair dodging, baby. Hey. You better come get it. I want to smell your breath. Mustache to mustache. Okay, cool. But Dion, me? he's 6'1", 210. He ain't going to go he face. Plays line he's not going to go face mask to face mask every time. He don't have a choice. Okay, we'll see. Watch <laughs> how he sheds tough. Oh, he's going to do tough. it every once in a while. But I'm he, about to say. He's also going to use his speed. That's his advantage, Mike. He's going to use his speed to make but tackles. It, it, what I'm saying is if you move in, if, you, if you're in the bar and you get out the way and you're slip, slip, slipping people, the back is right, right now you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, cool. Come on, Nate. Now you're right. That's what I do, man. I know this is what you do. Hey, now listen. Before <laughs> before we wrap, I gotta say this quickly. I, I feel like the the goon of the week award goes to Steph Curry. All right. So 
The St- Steph Curry and the Golden <laughs> oh, State yeah. Warriors played oh, in yeah. Cleveland last night. And they beat the brakes. Beat the brakes off Cleveland, the right? But the the crazy thing is what Steph Curry said before the game. He said, I, I hope the locker room still smells like champagne. Ooh. They won the title there. Sticky. So that, that was that's bulletin board material at its finest. What are you saying? His locker, his locker still He's sticking. He's saying like, champagne? man, I just hope it still smells like champagne for when we celebrated after beating you guys in the finals. And then he went out there and mm. was chopping cats up like Emerald. So uh, shout out to Steph Curry. Yeah, hey, man. You know, hey, ever since Drizzy Drake, man, light skinned dudes got a lot bolder in life, and I, I can appreciate it. Uh, they won't I can't. Right I'm dark <laughs> Me too, bro. Uh, yeah, shout out to all the dark skinned people. Uh, TD and Thugga Thugga. Look, Thugga Thugga put it here. Thugga. Like, yeah, definitely me. <laughs> Thugga Thugga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a wrap for this week's show. Here, hey, send us your questions, thoughts, and ideas. Um, hashtag R-A-N-D-B. Um, I'm at Nate13Brosen on Twitter. I'm at Real Mike Rob. And also, man, your music will give you props. Remember to contact Producer TD at Producer TD for the R&B hotline. Let us hear your voice, and we'll put you on. Shout out to our production team. Yeah. But producer TD. Yeah. D'Angelo. Thugger, thugger, thugger. thugger in the building. And, of yeah. course, you, the listener. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Spread the word. Hashtag R&B. This is a movement. Yeah, Make iTunes, over, comment, man. retweet. Hit us up, man. You like this chill beat right here? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, we got man. we got a couple minutes. Uh. Let, me, let me outro this freestyle. Oh, yeah. What, what, what are we talking about? You, you, you hear the piano? I hear that piano. You hear the piano? My son played the piano. Uh. Come so, on, B5. Hit that piano, yeah. baby. Give, give me give me something. What, 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 what am I rapping about? Give me something. Uh, rap about the locker room right before you go out for this championship game this week. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Hey, no magic. Uh. So it's no hocus pocus in the locker room before the game. So much focus. I mean, you intent on winning. You mean mugging. So no grinning. I mean, you trying to get to the Super Bowl. Your whole demeanor is super cold. You go out there, give it all you got. I'm talking mano a mano on the spot. Oh. Uh. Oh, you hear? Oh, is that is that is see, that T D rapping? No, I mean that T D B bopping. Y'all T D, I see. See how he like to get them drops up here. Hey, dang! I didn't know you had some Dougie Fresh in you. Hey, hey I walked hey. in early. He was he was like, he was down the track. We out of here, man. We out. Damashek here. Make sure you check out the latest Dave Damashek football program as Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew, Handsome Hank, and I break down an exciting weekend of divisional round football and get you ready for the two title games. Dave Damashek football program, NFL.com slash podcasts.